Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What is up? Welcome to an action-packed NBA rundown brought to you courtesy of Run Pure Sports and Run Pure Bets. I'm your host, a little under the weather, spread a stare, but I'm still uh, going to power through. And I have two excellent guests today, Tyler Hicks and Chris Randone is back with us. Chris, uh, how has the week treated you since we saw you last? Oh, man, great weekend. You know, it's Thanksgiving, uh, you know, last t- or after uh, we spoke last week and did the show, but Everything's been good, man. Uh, NFL's been treating me good. NBA, it's a little difficult still, so I'm still trying to wrap my finger around it. But I'm sure, I'm sure uh, sooner or later throughout the season we'll get there. But yeah, no, I'm excited to talk the slate with you guys. 13 games, it's a big one, so uh, let's definitely hammer this one. Well, hey, I, I don't want to toot our own horn here, Tyler, but uh, typically guests do pretty well uh, after they've been on the rundown talking through the games with us. You know, I know AP's had some of his biggest hits on the Fridays, and just yesterday, right? Uh, Travis, the guest here, we're talking through. We were all really high on Afrony Simons, and he rode him to an 8K hit. So uh, maybe just nice. uh, jumping on here will help you uh, turn things around and get the winning ways going. Tyler, we were talking before the show. Uh, almost was going to be a clean sweep for us. Uh, well, the one assist prop, that sucked. But at least on sides and totals. And and the Portland Trailblazers blew it. I, I told you beforehand at 91.83 or 91.73, I'm not feeling good. I said I got a lot to do tomorrow. 13 games late, I'm going to get to bed, wake up, find out that the uh, Blazers had blown it. Did you see what happened at the end of that game? I mean, it was just your typical Clippers got hot from three and everybody that chucked one up was hitting the bottom of the net with it. I mean, there were points where they would get between the ball and it looked like there was half a second on the shot clock with how quick he released the three and it would just hit the bottom of the net. So it was just one of those runs the Clippers go on where all their guys are just hitting their threes and there's nothing you could do about it. I think Norm Powell went into that fourth quarter or the third quarter with like eight or nine points. I think you mm-hmm. blinked and he had 25 points. So the whole team was just on fire. There was nothing they could do. Yeah. Simons did his best to try and withstand that storm and match back. But when you're one against five with those guys shooting, you can't do it. And that was where being on the show helped, right? Because I talked to you about Jalen Brunson and we ended up going with Powell um, for the core and he ends up getting it done. So, uh, yeah. Norm Powell had 22 in the fourth. Let's jump into tonight. The Philadelphia 76ers are in Cleveland taking on the Cavaliers. Cavaliers minus three and a half, total of 210.5. Tyler, we talked about this one before the game. I don't really trust the projections with so many people out here. Jared Allen and Kevin Love on the Cleveland side. Jaden Springer and James Harden, of course, still on the Philadelphia side. How are you approaching this one, Tyler? Yeah, probably most likely a stay away from me because we know how 76ers games have treated us lately. So, if I was going to bet it, though, I would take the dog because you look at these last couple contests between these two. Two of the three have been won by four points exactly. This line sits right around that four, four and a half. 
and the other game was won by eight. So all the games have been won by single digits. They're both bigger physical teams. They're going to try and beat up on each other. So I just see it staying close, probably low scoring. Dogger pass for me here. And then as for props, I like Mitchell's over here. Philly's given up about 27 points per game to shooting guards over the last two weeks. I think he could eat up Milton and Melton back there. So give me his props today. All right. How are you approaching this one, Chris? Yeah, I mean, uh, from a betting side, I, I don't mind actually ro rolling with the Cavs. Um, I just don't trust the 76ers. Uh, I will say, though, that total is an ugly total. So if we translate that into DFS, it's really hard to pinpoint exactly if there's any pieces you truly want from this game. Um, but, you know, playing devil's advocate, a few guys early on this morning did it still early. So we need a lot of news, like you said. Um, Mobley grades out good. Mitchell, Garland. Uh, and Embiid, if he does play, I mean, obviously he he has a pretty solid projection, but uh, no ownership. So I think we know how that goes. If he does give us the the minutes that we're looking for, and he's in there, and it's a physical game, like Tyler said, I mean, he could rack up easily a double double and and exceed expectations. So just one thing to maybe look at. But in general, with a two hundred nine total, especially on a thirteen game slate, it's really hard if you want to pinpoint and, and kind of roster any of these guys. Yeah, I mean, maybe spend up for Embiid with Jared Allen out. That is a little bit of an easier matchup. Evan Mobley is a great defender, but uh, part of the reason he's so good is his ability to play out there on the perimeter. Embiid's not really going to require that of him. Might be a little too small uh, to hang with the big man tonight. Maybe could get him in foul trouble, though. So uh, a lot going on there, and I'm fine kind of staying away from that game, both from betting and DFS. Let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks, who are minus six in Orlando, taking on the magic total of 228. Uh, Tyler, we like the Hawks there when we were running the projections this morning. Let everyone know why. Yeah, I mean, you look at Orlando. They suck against guards, and that's just the way this Atlanta team's built. You got two very good guards in the backcourt. I think they're both due for big games here. You look at these performance doubles, because I'd rather go there than lay the six. Trey Young to have a double-double here and wins plus 160. DeJounte Murray to have 22-plus points and win is plus 165. Those are some ways I'd get on this game, because I think the guards absolutely nuke Orlando tonight. I think Paulo could have himself a decent game against that front court. But with Wendell Carter out, Clint Capella could also just eat up all the rebounds and just have himself a 10-point, 15-17 rebound game. So I think Atlanta wins the game. I'm going to bet it through performance doubles, then lay the six. But if I had to, I would lay the six. Yeah, same here. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts here on the Hawks and the Magic? Yeah, you know, Hawks and Magic, uh, I, I've grown, you know, I went to school at UCF, so I lived in Orlando for quite some time. And uh, these two always, for some reason, it always is competitive. But Tyler's absolutely right when it comes to the guard play. And I think now it's getting interesting with Deontay Murray with his price coming down um, for DFS purposes. He's 8,800 on DraftKings, projects very well. There's not much ownership going to this game. Um, but, you know, the guys that all do stand out, it's all on the Atlanta side. Deion, Capella, Collins, Murray. Um, you know, and I got to be honest with you, the, the minus six, uh, I, I think I could take that because just like Tyler said, these guards can definitely eat tonight. And to be honest with you, if you watch the Hawks and you see how they play, especially the last few games, the usage is just absolutely insane between Young and Murray. I mean, it's just it, it just runs through these two guys. And the fact that they struggle Orlando against guards, it's just a no brainer. So I really do uh, like the Atlanta Hawks here to cover. And I do like Young and Murray as GBP plays. Young and Murray. Yeah. Uh, nice to attack the magic when it's coming to guards. Uh, is there some news here? I was looking for Markel Fultz is back. Now, I know that we're not going to really play him in DFS right off the bat. Uh, and, of course, I don't think it really changes your handicap because he's not that good defensively. But, boy, this uh, magic team has been starved for good guard play. I think this will be his debut tonight. 
interesting to see how he does. Cole Anthony also back as well. Terrence Ross can give them a little bit uh, off the bench here, but a pretty dirty injury report in that one. Jalen Suggs is out again. Wendell Carter out again. Um, we get the two guards back for Orlando that play no defense, and they kick the one out that does play defense. So that's perfect for those <laughs> Atlanta guys. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So uh, a lot going on here. I see Jalen Johnson doubtful. He doesn't get that much play. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich might make his debut. Who's doubtful? DeAndre Hunter's questionable. Uh, maybe want to see him in there if we go ahead and lay the six. But, uh, you know, we're going to continue to plug on. The Miami Heat are plus nine and a half in Boston, taking on the Celtics total 223. Tyler, I can't remember what day I said it, but, I mean, Boston to me has been the most consistent team in the NBA this season. They've just been blowing people out night in and night out. Jason Tatum has been excellent, and this team's getting great stops even without Robert Williams. Uh, when we ran it this morning, I love the Celtics. I couldn't wait to make that bet. Uh, what do you think of me taking the Celtics? No, I'm right with you. Give me the Celtics here. I think they blow this team out. I think it looks similar to what they just did to the Hornets a couple nights ago. I mean, they just went out there. They absolutely pounded them. I think they had them up by 20 at the end of the first, and they didn't blink. They never looked back. I think they won the game by about 25 to 30. Tatum had himself a big game. Brown's still questionable here, so if he's out, Tatum's going to be in for another 30-plus points, probably the win. And you just look at Miami's injury report. Jimmy Butler's still out. Hero's questionable. Vincent's probable. Deadman's questionable. Jovich is questionable. Robinson's probable. There's just a ton of guys on this injury report for Miami. And they're with their main guy, Butler, still being out, I have to take the best team in the league in Boston here. So give me the Celtics minus nine. Yeah, I'd say right now you can argue that Boston's the best team. Let's see what the Bucks look like when Chris Middleton gets back. But, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, as long as it, it, the the injury report's uh, interesting, uh, because if Hero's out, I mean, it just makes it even more of a no-brainer. Um, but I will say, I mean, they just have to neutralize Bam. You know, it, it seems like right now, especially the last couple games, this offense has just really ran through Bam. And, you know, to be honest with you, uh, you know, winning those games, especially at Atlanta, uh, if Bam's off, I mean, they're just going to get absolutely destroyed. So um, I love Tatum here. I love Brown here. Uh, I love the Celtics here. Uh, it's like Tyler said, you know, one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. Um, Tatum and, and Brown together are just a powerful duo. So, yeah, give me Boston here. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I kind of like the under. Um, you know, it's 224. I could see this definitely going under and not being such high scoring. Um, but outside of that, uh, if DV, DFS purposes, honestly, anything is probably Tatum or Brown. Um, anything else. I mean, there's no ownership going to this game whatsoever. So you can already see how ugly it is from the perception of the general public. Did you see this comment in the chat, Tyler? Bucks versus Celtics on Christmas Day. I might be gifted a fat L for Christmas. Now, what do you yeah. think of that, Tyler? I don't even know which side <laughs> you would be on there. I mean, you're not as indebted to the Bucks after they won you the championship two years ago. So it's like you kind of jump to the Warriors at this point. Yeah, I, I don't I think know. you're more indebted to the Warriors now. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'll be honest. I'll probably just take the home team there. I don't know where they're playing at. Um, <laughs> I think the home court might be the difference, right? Because they talked about it for riding with the Mavs last night. And, and that was one of the reasons was just I felt like um, on the Mavericks and the Warriors, right? Both teams are just so superstar dependent. And then you have the role players that are going to play better at home. Uh, so I think that the uh, it's in Boston. Yeah, I don't know if I will be. I don't know if I will be uh, going ahead and taking the Bucks there, but we'll see. Maybe they'll give me enough points uh, to make it worth it. But let's continue on today's slate because it is a fat one, and we are talking about the Milwaukee Bucks next. Minus five and a half in New York, taking on the next 
total of 228. Tyler, we don't like laying these points on the road. This seems like it screams performance doubles because I love the Bucks to get the win. I could just see the Knicks keeping this close. They've been playing pretty well on offense lately. Yeah, they have been playing good on offense lately, but it is a back-to-back. They're off a giant blowout win. It's their third and four nights. They're back from Detroit to New York here, so they are traveling overnight to play this game back home. I think mm-hmm. they're going to play zero defense tonight. I think Giannis absolutely smashes this team. His double-double and win is minus 106. Love that. It's 35-plus points and win is plus 235. Love that. I would go all the way up to 40 points with him tonight. I think he's going to be the guy at the end of the night that you need in DFS. Randone will touch on it a little bit more. But I think he's the guy at the end of the night that has 70 to 80 fantasy points and just puts up that absurd stat line against this Knicks team. I think they're just going to sit back on after that win last night and just let this Milwaukee team just run up and down the floor against them. I like the over here also because I just think you see a ton of points here. All right, Chris. Tyler thinks that Giannis is the best spin up tonight. What do you think? Yeah, um, early on, uh, running a bunch of simulations this morning, he grades out actually very well. Um, and he provides actually some upside leverage tonight for GBP play. Um, you know, as you know, tonight there's like a 2,500 millimaker on DraftKings. So uh, currently right now, like the ownership is relatively low. I mean, you're looking at sub 4% on Giannis. And it's like Tyler said, this is a back-to-back. He scored 140 points last night. They were absolutely, they couldn't miss from anywhere against Detroit. Um, you know, does that carry over into tonight? Sometimes it's relatively hard, especially when you're traveling back on a back-to-back real quick. So this could be a smash spot for Milwaukee, in my opinion. And yeah, Giannis looks absolutely great. He's one of the highest projected players on tonight's slate. Um, but also, furthermore, he has a very high percentage of exceeding expectations tonight. So I love the Giannis call, especially if you can get him at low ownership. That's exactly when you want to roster these high guys. So yeah, great call on the Giannis. On a thirteen game, <clears throat> excuse me, on a thirteen game slate, are we even worried about ownership? I mean, it's not like last night, right, where everyone was on Luca or Steph. Uh, no, because there's some games tonight that uh, like there's a lot of ownership going, so it, it really all depends. Um, I think it's that Memphis game, if I'm not mistaken. There's okay. a ton of there's a ton of value there. A lot of ownerships going there as well. So, it, in retrospect, yeah, you're right. Like the variance is crazy on a 13 game slate. But I will say though, these are the slates where you do want to take advantage of maybe a Giannis getting an 80 point game um, because a lot of people just won't go there, especially because of the price points. So. It's really just all about strategy, what's popping up in the projections, what's happening in the simulations. If you simulate, you know, a thousand times and he's popping up 60, 70 percent based on his projection, it's really hard to kind of not go there or at least have a few shares of him. So but yeah, I mean, you can look at it from both lenses. Absolutely. All right. All right. Let's talk about the Washington Wizards who are in Brooklyn taking on the Nets. The Wizards catching five points on a total of 229 and a half. Uh, Tyler, I think Brooklyn's another team that might be close, right? Getting 76ers territory. It feels like I never know what I'm going to get with this team. Um, we did go ahead and take the Wizards earlier, but I'll tell you what, I, it's always rough going against the Nets. They can look like they're going to be uh, one of the best teams in the East, and they can look like a lottery team um, from night to night. You know, uh, The only thing I think is really consistent is the play of Kevin Durant is always outstanding, but you never know what you're going to get. Um, from those other players, except for maybe Royce O'Neal. I feel that he's been pretty consistent as well. Uh, Kyrie's been really up and down this season, as have the rest of the role players, especially shooters like uh, Seth Curry and Joe Harris. Um, Tyler, we like the Wizards. I'm not really sure what to do with it, but what do you think? I love the Wizards here. I mean, you just look back at Brooklyn's last game. We talk about it. Yeah, it's like Kevin Durant can play well. He's still one of the best players in the world. 
it -hmm. took 42 points out of him to just barely sneak past that magic team. Now he's going to play a Washington team who we love when they have all their guys, which they do tonight. Bill will be out there. Porzingis will be out there. Kuzma will be out there. I think they win the game outright. The more I look at it, I'm half time to say, screw the five points. Give me the money line at two to one. It and just also, moved to six while I was doing that breakdown. No, oh, um, give me the money line even better than because now the odds are going up there. And then this poor, uh, Kyle Kuzma performance double, 22 plus points. Washington wins at plus 480. That sticks out to me because he's been a tank scoring the ball. I think he gets whatever he wants at the rim against Brooklyn tonight. And who are they going to put on him? Like a Royce O'Neal? You can't put a Claxton on him. Claxton's got to go guard Porzingis. Durant's not going to be playing much defense either. So, yeah, give me the net. Give me the Wizards here. Yeah, uh, the only one out really for Washington is Rui Hashimura. Uh, it's weird though, most teams need forwards. It feels like Washington can actually absorb those forward losses a little bit easier with Kuzma and Denny Ajvia. And, and another thing, too, well. like we've seen it, Claxton's not as much of a guy that wants to stay in the paint as Gobert. He doesn't want to go out to the perimeter though. And we've seen Porzingis go one, two, three from three in the first two minutes of the last game. His threes prop is one and a half. It is juiced to minus 160, so I don't hate buying that up to a three plus at plus 220 because I could see him just standing out on the perimeter while Claxton's hanging out in the paint. He's just letting threes fly. Interesting. Yeah, and that would be, of course, good for our bet. Chris, how are you approaching this from a DFS perspective? Uh, Our guy Clyde wants everyone to know that Ben Simmons is out. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that affects the Nets. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Ben Simmons from a defensive standpoint, I think gives a boost to the Wizards. Uh, the plus six, I, I, I just feel like I, I know how bad Brooklyn's defense is and their offense is just just not there. It's just so inconsistent. Um, from a betting standpoint, plus six for the Wizards, I, I, don't, I don't mind it. Um, you know, from a DFS standpoint, for some reason, Nick Claxton, he's getting a ton of uh, public eyes tonight. He's very high projected ownership. Um, but I do love the Porzingis call. I think Porzingis is in a really great spot. It's like Tyler said, there's double-double upside. He's taking a lot of shots. The usage is there, um, and he's 8,500, and not many people will go to him tonight. So I think also he can eat tonight, especially how bad with defense is uh, on the Brooklyn side. So I don't mind that call whatsoever. I can't pay the 11-2 for Durant. Um, I just really can't do anything else except maybe Kyrie Irving, and that's just you know, a, a flyer if you're playing 20 or 150 lineups. He's 8,500 on DraftKings. He projects well, um, sub 10% ownership. So you can consider that. But yeah, outside of that, maybe a few shares of Kuzma. Um, Denny's price now that has kind of gone up a little bit. He's in the 5K. Uh, but yeah, Nick Claxton is, is a very interesting kind of situation because right now he's looking at almost 30% ownership currently. And I'm sure that will change. Are you surprised to see Claxton so high? Yeah, kind of. Just because it, it, I mean, it's a high, it's a high negative leverage play at the moment, um, and it, it just I feel like you can get elsewhere. Uh, for me, I understand kind of the usage lately, especially the last four games, um, you know. But outside of that, I mean, it, it's just hard. I, I, I'd rather go Porzingis here on the contrary and maybe go there. But I mean, Claxton does project well given his price point, uh, point per dollar wise. But I just can't. I, I like to fade these types of situations, so um, this, it'll probably be a no go for me. All right, the San Antonio Spurs plus four and a half in Oklahoma City taking on the Thunder total of 231.5. Tyler, uh, we didn't really want anything to do with this game when we were making the playbook earlier. Uh, if you're any of your thoughts changed since then? No, just one quick sentence on it. SGA's on the injury report. He's questionable with a hip contusion. If he's out, bet the Spurs money line. 
because the OKC offense pretty much dies at that point if he's not there. So that's my. You don't think that you don't think it'd be a giddy season? I, I mean, Giddy could run the offense. He's a great point guard, but when Giddy's not going to account for those what thirty-five points SGA is putting up a game, yeah, like Giddy's not filling that void, and I don't see another guy on that team filling it unless they get red hot from shooting. So, give me the Spurs here. All right, what do you think, Chris? How do we approach this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, two thirty-seven over um, from what I'm seeing right now. It's very high. I wonder how much that changes if SGA is out. But it's like Tyler said. I mean where's the offense going to come from outside of SGA, especially, you know, with him being the ball handler and, and being creative. Yeah. Giddy um, will probably get a lot more ownership if SGA is out. He's 6,700 on, on DK. Um, a lot of people are going to Zach Collins tonight, uh, 4,500, uh, you know, ownership is very high at the current moment. And uh, you know, the San, the San Antonio side is getting a lot of love for Keldon, Trey Jones, um, even uh, Bates Diop. So very interesting. I think people are looking at this over under and kind of wondering if, if this is a game that people are going to smash here. So I uh, do love the Spurs call, though, if SGA is out. So I guess we'll have to wait and see until then. But outside of that and, and outside of Giddy, I, I don't think I could go really anywhere um, from DFS standpoint. So, uh, yeah. So give me the give me the Spurs on the betting side. All right. Sounds like a plan. The Memphis Grizzlies are now minus two in Minnesota, taking on the Timberwolves. Total of 230.5. Uh, the Timberwolves, of course, will be playing without Carl Anthony Towns, who has a calf strain, will be out to four to six weeks. This might be good for the team. Uh, now they can play more like they did in Utah. Uh, Anthony Edwards can play the Donovan Mitchell role. And with a little less size down low, maybe Gobert is a little more effective down low. Uh, but I really think the big, huge step here will be just more usage for Edwards because uh, they really need him to step up if they're going to be that top four team that they expected to be when they made that trade. So uh, it's a tough task tonight, though, going against a, a Memphis team, right? They had that real fun playoff series last year. These teams know each other well, but obviously constructed a little different as of right now. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, give me Memphis here. I just think... I think Minnesota's going to, even if they get it together and they start to put it together with only one big man, they start to space out the floor a little bit better. I don't think it's in one game. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. And Memphis is a team, they're pretty healthy outside of Desmond Bain. Like, Zaire Williams is kind of a rotational guy. He doesn't play many minutes. Dylan Brooks, I mean, outside of chasing people around and fouling people, what does he really do? So they're really not all that banged up to where Cat, I think, is very important on the offensive end for Minnesota. Because we've seen guys like Anthony Edwards go very cold from the perimeter. D'Angelo doesn't look all that good. Gobert doesn't have any offense. So I could see Memphis running away with this one pretty easily here. Give me Memphis at the short number. All right, Chris. Tyler likes the Grizzlies. What do you think? Yeah, I could like the Grizzlies as well, um, especially if they're trying to they're going to try to figure out kind of how this ball movement and what takes place without um, Towns on the floor and, and being in the rotation. So I'm curious to see, you know, does Anthony Edwards now kind of go back to where he was last year um, and, and take control? Uh, so, yeah, I, I do like the Grizzlies here. Um, but I will say from a DFS standpoint, so many people love this game. They love Russell. They love guys like Jalen Noel. Kyle Anderson is getting a ridiculous amount of projection right now in regards to ownership. So, yeah, um, Anthony Edwards, though, I love that call spread. He's only 8K. Uh, very, very nice projection. And uh, for me, I could see myself going there. But uh, I think keep a lookout for the big guys, especially like Steven Adams. He's very cheap. Jaron Jackson Jr., if he can stay out of foul trouble, 
think he's he, he's an absolute stud. I think this is a good situation for him as well. Um, so yeah, definitely you want to look at this game from a DFS standpoint because there's a lot of pieces here that you could probably put into your lineups. All right, sounds like a plan. Yeah, are you surprised that this game is is popping so hard on the projections, Chris? Uh, not necessarily. I, I mean, I could I could see why. You know, it's in regards to projection, the usage. A lot of things change when you take away the uses and the shot attempts from Carl Anthony Towns as well. So I could see why Russell and Edwards are, are really popping. Russell's pretty cheap. You know, he's he's projected right now for 40.03 points. Um, he's 6,400, only point guard eligibility. And so, you know, he's looking at about 29% ownership at the current moment. I mean, it's really hard because, you know, with Towns off the floor, it's like, okay, you got Russell Edwards and you got Gobert. Um, so I guess we'll have to see, but yeah, Jalen Noel is, is, is 3,900 and right now he's looking at almost 40% ownership and this will all change with injuries as we go along, along the day. But Kyle Anderson is someone to really look out for. I mean, he has a, a lower price point than Jalen Noel. He also has a lower projection, but yet he's garnering almost 50% ownership at the moment. So that's a very mm. interesting situation. Yeah, that is interesting. Our guy, we, the people is always dropping sharp takes in here since he loves Jalen Noel. Uh, he says Adam's double-double and win is live here, too. What do you think of that one, Tyler? Yeah, I love that call because just like Rand Dunn said, watch out for the big man here. Yeah. If Rudy Gobert is going to be on the floor 35 minutes, Adams probably plays exactly right around those same minutes because he could just stand yeah. down there with him. He's a physical yeah. guy that can keep him away from the hoop, and he could easily steal boards from him and get up 10 points. So definitely like that call. Yeah, that is a good call when you actually do the game script and you see that uh, you know there's going to be no one to really – play Steven Adams off the floor if they want to give Gobert uh, those minutes. I guess the only issue would be if those two guys got each other in foul trouble. So that's always a tough uh, metric for us to, to understand, right, Tyler? Because we don't know how a game's necessarily going to be officiated. I know some people love the ref stats, but sometimes they don't necessarily feel like... It's so uh, hard to keep track good. of the ref stats in the regular season, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's easy in the playoffs because you just pinpoint those couple refs and you're all right. But I also think in the playoffs there's a bunch of confirmation bias, too. Yeah. Hey, speaking of rest work, I just want to ask, do you think uh, Dinwiddie's uh, ejection was warranted? Because he said something about the refs a game or two ago, and so they were talking about how, like, they really wanted to, like, set a statement. And so I was just curious your thoughts on that since, you know, you brought up the ref. I think that's just one of them things where the refs had the silent agreement. Anything he does, he's out. It's like, yeah. back, remember back when AI said something about the refs and he's getting attacked on the floor? And they're like, we're not calling a single foul yeah. tonight, buddy. Like, um, you're going to see not to talk about us tonight. And they, yeah. they also they also said the Warriors might be targeted after showing up the refs a couple nights ago as well. So that was kind of interesting there. That, that <laughs> felt like, you know, neither, uh, the Warriors weren't getting calls either. But, yeah, um, it was one of those things where – he didn't necessarily need to be objected, but I wasn't necessarily surprised that he was. I didn't think gotcha. it was like egregious for them. What did you think? Did you? I mean, I didn't think it was egregious. They probably officiated yeah, a I, little tighter than usual, but yeah, I thought flagrant one was warranted. But to go from a you know common foul and upgrade it all the way to a flagrant two, but I thought it was like a little bit extreme. So I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I saw someone tweet last night, like Austin Reeves gets like three or four of those a game and it's just a common foul. And then yet yeah, you throw this guy out and they're just kind of interesting. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. 
And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Yeah, I guess that's fair as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's one thing in the NBA, and I think it's the hardest sport to officiate, and those guys are never really going to, they're always going to be subject to criticism. Um, let's yeah. talk about the Toronto Raptors. Minus two in New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans. 221 and a half is the total. Tyler, you know I love the Raptors at home. It's not like I hate taking them on the road. I'm actually kind of neutral towards them on the road. Uh, I want to look at it with the matchup. I don't know if this is a good matchup for them, right? Because we know that they're they're long and lengthy and they have all those wings. Can the Pelicans punish them down low? Both Zion and, and Valachuna should have advantage matchups here tonight. Uh, Pelicans are catching two at home. Am I missing something here on this injury report? Why is this number where it is? I mean, you got no Brandon Ingram. You got no CJ McCollum for the Pelicans. And then on the Toronto side, there's really no key guys out. It's just Otto Porter's out. So Has he even played yet this year? I think he's played a couple minutes off the bench, but he's not mm-hmm. all that important. So most of their guys are there. They're also 16-4 and four ATS in their last 20 trips to New Orleans, i just seen. So they do play well here for, as I know you just said, you don't like backing them on the road, rather back them at home. I'm just going to stay away from this game altogether. Just because I like the Pelicans, I see the advantages they have down low in this game. I could see, just like you said, Zion and Joe Val winning this game for them. I could also see on the other side where the Raptors guards in Siakam, and these guys are just lighting them up from the perimeter, and they can't keep up, so... Just a complete stay away from me. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, not really sure what to make of this one. Obviously, um, with those players being out, though, there's some value in DFS. How are you approaching it? Yeah, from a betting standpoint, I probably wouldn't even come close to it either. I think without McCollum um, and without Ingram, I mean, you know, these are two big time scorers for this team. It, it's just hard for me to pinpoint exactly can they, you know, keep up, even though there's injuries on the other side as well. Um, but I will say, you know, Zion is someone you should definitely look out for tonight. Took 18 shots last game. He had over 50 fantasy points. He's 8,600. Not many people are going to go to him. But, you know, when you have Ingram and McCollum off the floor, I mean, you would think that so much usage and so many opportunities are just going to go to Zion, especially if he could stay out of foul trouble. Um, and then other guys that maybe you want to consider, probably Herb Jones. Um, this guy can be a pivot for maybe other guys we spoke about earlier. He's in that price range of, um, you know, guys we spoke about. So 4,800 small forward, power forward eligibility. He's getting about 5% ownership at the moment, but you know, last game he played like 38 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, as far as DFS goes, as you know, if you got a guy, he's very cheap, he's on the court at some point, you know, 
he, he can exceed expectations. So he, he shot horribly, uh, four for 12, but he still had 33 fantasy points. As you know, he's a guy that you want to attack when it comes to defensive stats. He's very lengthy. He's very athletic. Um, I think, you know, this is a spot that maybe you want to really consider Herb Jones from DFS. So 4,800 and he, you know, he's dual eligibility on the, on the position. All right. The next one is the biggest spread on the board. The Houston Rockets are plus 12 against the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, of course, and uh, reigning league MVP Nikola Jokic have been playing better as of late. The Rockets just can't get a stop, which is why this total is 230.5. Tyler, I think they've done a good job of kind of scaring us off here um, because we've talked about it before, especially in the NFL as well, but the law of diminishing returns. Um, when these numbers get higher and higher on these point spreads, it's tough. Like, for example, I'd say like a game that I have at eight that's lined at minus five, I'm a lot more comfortable than a game that I have at 14 that's lined at minus 11. Um, and so that's the case here with this Denver game. I'm not necessarily too excited about getting involved, especially on this huge slate. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I'm not getting involved on the side or the total in this one either, but a couple of props I do like. I want to go back to your Jokic points prop from this matchup a few nights ago, the over okay. 25 and a half. Still yeah. no MPJ. There really is no big man on Houston that could stop him down low. It's just if the dude wants to score the ball tonight or if he wants to get 15 assists, which I believe he will want to score tonight. And then back to the one our subscriber pointed out to us, the Jalen Green points, rebounds, and assists over right around 28 and a half. He mm -hmm. could explode and get 30 points alone to where you don't even need any assists or rebounds. I think he's good for about 20 to 25 in this matchup. So anything else he does for you there will help us get to that number. So definitely like those two. And our guy Twig in the chat saying SGA is out tonight. So definitely get on that Spurs money line. All right. Spurs money line. There we go. Add a little bit of action to tonight. Uh, but I, Tyler, I think you illustrated a great point that not only you're going to get the help uh, of the coordinators like you and I at Run Pure Sports, uh, the Discord is just full of sharp guys, uh, sharp betters, and guys that are always looking to find angles. And then once again, uh, that's the case where, you know, a subscriber found an angle that, that we had overlooked and we were all able to cash on it. So uh, if you're not a member, head on over to runpuresports.com for the best in sports gambling and daily fantasy information. Chris, a 12-point spread here with the Rockets and the Nuggets. Um, I know the blowout potential is somewhat of a concern, but I would think that Jokic is the guy that could get there, uh, even if he plays a little less minutes than usual tonight. Uh, but I don't, still don't know if he's as attractive as Giannis, and that's kind of the decision you have to make. What are your thoughts? Definitely not as attractive as Giannis, definitely not as good of a projection as Giannis either. Um, and as far as like an optimal perspective, uh, Giannis just crushes him in, in all statistical data leading up to tonight's games. So, yeah, I, I still would go Giannis over Jokic. And Giannis is actually still lower owned projected wise. Really? Than, that yeah, surprises yeah. me. Like by, like by like 0.2, I mean, obviously this, this will all change essentially. But I do feel like Giannis has a higher ceiling as well. Um, so, you know, for me, I, I think I would still stick on the Giannis end. Um, surprisingly, though, I would bet the Houston Rockets plus 12. Um, mm -hmm. These two just played each other. Uh, and I don't know if they traveled back because they just played at Denver, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, and they stayed in there. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, they one stayed. of the things you did to reduce travel. So they have a lot of, with the division games, they'll play two. Yeah, so, so they stayed there. Um, I'm sure they've adjusted maybe to a little bit of the altitude as well. I just I just love the guards. Um, I love Jalen Green, um, you know, like Tyler pointed out, and I, I'm a big KPJ guy. So um, for me, you know, I, I think, I think they can just hang in there. I'm not saying that they're going to win outright, but this is like last week when I said Detroit would cover against Utah with the spread, like, cause it was just such a big spread. 
I, I think they ended up winning. Like the right. Yeah, they ended yeah. up winning outright. Yeah. You know what's crazy yeah. about that slate is we had every single bet, and your damn Portland Trailblazers crushed my parlay, man. I was I, I was like, damn, I'm gonna add Portland to this because spread was really high on them against Cleveland. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But um yeah. I was like, damn, it was like an eight-game parlay too, but it's okay. Wow. We'll, we'll we'll run it back. Um, but yeah, no, this is a this is a spot where I really do like Houston just to stay within the mix. Um, and it's solely based on those on those guards. So I, I just think that um, for me, it'll be a little bit more competitive tonight. They won by 16 the other night, but they stayed in Denver. To me, I look at that as like a, a key factor here. DFS wise, though, I just don't want to touch it unless uh, I would probably go maybe a little bit of Bruce Brown, a little bit of Alfred Sangoon, um, you know, because he'll have to play a lot more minutes, I believe, with Jokic in there. But outside of that, uh, DFS wise, I just don't think that these are pieces, especially their price points, that I kind of want to focus on. Uh, I think the more minutes Shangun gets, <laughs> the more attractive Jokic becomes. He can't even defend <laughs> uh, average players, let alone a guy like Jokic. But um, all right, plus twelve. We'll add that one to the uh, to the slate as well. We'll throw that one in there now. Uh, another team that had me talking about those damn Portland Trailblazers was the, the Los Angeles Clippers, and I've already lamented the fact that they were up eighteen. I thought it was a win, went to sleep, and, and woke up to find that the uh, Clippers had got hotter than the sun and, and got the win. But now it's a tough spot for them because they travel to Utah to take on the Jazz. But, Tyler, the Jazz haven't won since Mike Conley's been out, and Mike Conley's out tonight, right? So um, I, I know this is a tired Clippers team, but they do have a lot of depth. And Utah just hasn't been the same without Conley. I like taking the points here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Points are pass here for me. Clippers got hot last night towards the end of the game. I think that could definitely roll over here into this game versus Utah. And we've seen this matchup a ton in the last couple of years in the playoffs. I know the two main guys are gone for Utah. But this Clippers team has no problem going into Utah and winning games outright. So giving me them plus seven points off of a hot shooting night where all their role players were hitting their threes. Still no Conley for the Jazz, and they've just been in shambles after starting the year hot. Give me the Clippers here, plus the seven, even sprinkle on the money line. I think they could win this game. All right, Chris, we both like taking the points here. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think last night, um, so I, I had, you know, once again, last leg of the parlay, I had Portland straight up. I had Portland minus four. Same thing spread. They were up uh, 20, if I'm, not, if, if I'm not mistaken. And I thought it was, I was like, okay, this is a, this is a lock. And yeah. um, fourth quarter, just a complete disaster. I uh, was very shocked actually to see them come back and actually win outright. Um, but guys got hot, you know, uh, Powell got hot. Jackson got hot. Surprised Jackson even stayed in the game after that collision. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah. But he he hit the ground hard. This was like right before the half. And mm -hmm. he looked like he had a big time concussion. And he yeah. comes out and just, you know, smokes them in the second half. Uh, played a lot of minutes. So I think this can carry over tonight. Um, and I would say maybe also flirt with an outright straight bet. Um, you know, these guys seem to be in sync. And, you know, I know it's a tough kind of transition to go from L.A. and to, to Utah and stuff like that. But uh, I just think, you know, based on what I saw last night, that momentum could carry over into tonight. And uh, I can see them potentially winning. But DFS purposes, don't mind looking at a few guys like Zubak. Um, Powell, again, he's super cheap. If he can shoot like he shot in the second half last night, he's going to, you know, obviously get some eyes on him. Uh, Terrence Mann was not in the rotation, especially closing out last night. So that's kind of one thing to take into consideration. He played very well um, in the first half, but then all of a sudden just kind of disappeared. So I don't know if I would want to go back to him. Um, and then outside of that, I think there's guys like Olenek you can possibly look at. 
Markkinen, I don't think I'd go there, and, and Clarkson as well. They're, they're just both priced not appropriately for their projection and point for dollar. So, um, but outside of that, yeah, uh, there's there's a little bit of ownership going to Reggie Jackson, and um, and that's it. All right. No, any John Wall love? Because he's back tonight. Uh, I, I, he's actually, and that could be a way have... of getting a little bit different off the Reggie Jacksons, because he he might come out and dish out eight nine assists tonight, fifteen points. Not to mention yeah. he didn't play last night, so he yeah, might he's going to be, gonna be the freshest legs. Yeah, what was it? Just was it just management? Yeah, he, he just he's never going to play back to back all year. Yeah, he's not, so they just uh, okay. change which one he's going to play. Yeah, uh, he's fifty six hundred. Uh, if he plays his twenty four minutes, I, I would like him to shoot double digit shots. Um, but I will say though. I don't think Colin Sexton has the best defense. I, I don't know if you guys know, but like DFS standpoint, people would attack. Not the Colin best. Sexton. I mean, you can argue some of the worst. <laughs> yeah, some of some of the worst. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, you can you can definitely go there if we can, you know, kind of snipe out a 30, 40 point game from him, um, fantasy point wise. Fifty six hundred, don't mind it whatsoever as well. So, uh, curious to see kind of this pace tonight of this game between the two. All right, we're making good time here on the NBA Rundown, giving you out the winners and our early DFS projections. All we ask is that you give us that thumbs up. Helps us out with some sort of algorithm that I don't understand. And, of course, subscribe to the channel. You'll be notified every time we go live. Uh, because, hey, like we said, hey, 13-game slate, but stuff is going to change. Um, so when that hardwood shows on later, you're going to be notified. And, and Tyler's actually going to step in and pick some winners for me uh, on the very next show with Holden and, and Travis. So you get some NFL winners as well make sure you subscribe to the channel give us the thumbs up and we're going to continue along another game that i really liked here tonight tyler was the chicago bulls taking on the phoenix suns uh phoenix just boy with all that early season turmoil right felt like hey maybe this team's in trouble uh not at all They're, they haven't missed a beat maybe we thought deandre eight might be disgruntled uh he's he's putting out his frustrations the right way and that's performing well on the court and living up to the contract that they gave him so um, while things could have looked like they were going to implode for Phoenix, it's been the exact opposite. Uh, this team really hasn't missed a step. And, of course, uh, they're going to be ultimately judged on their playoff performance. But they're going to be a great team for us to continue to back in the regular season. We've never been high on the Bulls going against good teams, and Phoenix is one of the best. I'm going to lay it with the Suns. Oh, I totally agree with you. You never got to pull my arm to bet the Suns spread. I mean, you, yeah. look at these, you look at this matchup, the Bulls are 0-5 in this matchup in their last five tries. They're one and four in their last five trips to Phoenix. And they're one and five in their last six against just Western Conference opponents in general. They just don't play good against the West. This is the best team in the West, even without Chris Paul. I think Aiton pretty has his, pretty much his way with Vucevic down low. They could run that pick and roll with campaign. They could do it with Devin Booker. I believe this is at campaign played for the Bulls, didn't he spread? Yeah. So you get a little yeah, bit of a revenge. Yeah, you get a little bit of a revenge game here for him. He can come in, have a nice. Was he line. drafted by the Bulls or the Thunder? Thunder drafted him, and then he went to the Bulls for a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely a little bit of a revenge game there. Booker's in another smash spot. He was hot last game. A guy like that, I just like to ride those guys when they're hitting their shots. His points prop over twenty eight and a half is definitely a bet for me. And then his thirty plus points and win is definitely one for me also here. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. 
And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Chris, we both love the Suns here. What do you think? Yeah, sign me up for the Suns. I uh, love that call. Um, I, you, you can lay the points as well. Uh, I think this is, a, this is a spot where they just kind of smash the bulls. Uh, anything for DFS purposes, I'm just really not a fan of. I think some people will go to campaign 6,600. Um, you just got to hope that he makes his shots. You know, he shot, I don't think he shot too well last game, if I'm not mistaken, shot like two for 10 from the field. Um, but outside of that, I just, I, I don't want to pay these price points, uh, especially with all these bulls on the floor together. They eat away from each other. So I think it's a no-go for me. All right. Yeah. That, and I see that's fine. On a 13-game slate, you are going to have to take some stands. And, you know, hope that's a game that goes under total 228. Um, this next game, though, going to be a little harder to fade. The Indiana Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton will be looking for revenge against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, now, when we talk about revenge, Tyler, I feel like Halliburton has a much better case uh, for revenge here. I mean, he was actually misled by the team. They said, hey, we're building around you. You're the future here. Uh, a week later, he shipped out. Uh, I think the Sabonis kind of knew that he was on his way out and they were going to try and rebuild those things. So I feel like Halliburton, uh, you know, we talk about revenge, you know, Mangone was bringing up the other guy played for nine games during the summer league on, on a team. Right. But this is real revenge. This isn't just uh, us throwing one out there here. Um, I love the Halliburton props tonight. I, I think he's going to smash on assists. We talked about it yesterday, right? What do you have? 40 assists and zero turnovers over the last three games. Uh, his assist props is set at 11.5. He could dish out 15 the last time he played the Kings. I expect him to do the same here tonight. So I don't know if, if the beam team is going to get it done or if the Pacers will get it done. I think I'm going to uh, approach this game from a player prop total. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, the more I look at it, I love the call on the Halliburton props, but I'm going to go a different route from you on his props. Okay. He's got to get turned over the ball eventually spread. And what better spot to turn over the ball than against the team that he's probably going to be the most emotional playing, the team that kicked them out. Yeah, but can De'Aaron Fox create turnovers? Like, he's going he to smoke Mitchell him. can. David yeah. Mitchell can, for sure. So, yeah. like, And it's just you put the ball in the wrong place, you pass the ball, and the teammate tips it the wrong way, and now it counts as your turnover. His turnovers are over two and a half. I'd rather get that at one and a half. So maybe a little stay away from that now, seeing the number. But I like the Kings here to win this game. Indiana's coming off that buzzer beater win over the Lakers. Right. They've ran well lately. Would you look at who the Kings have lost to in their last three? Atlanta, Boston, Phoenix. Those that's are a tough three. Run. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough, tough run. run. Yeah. And out of all the teams they played recently, this is the softest matchup. Off that emotional win against the Lakers, I think the Kings come in. I think they pound them right here. Give me the Kings. All right. Yeah, hopefully we'll be lighting the beam tonight. Chris, a lot of talk in the chat about this game from a DFS perspective. And, of course, at 242.5, we have to be interested. But, but Jason's saying ownership is projected pretty low in this game. 
Uh, and our guy Steven wants to know how you feel about this game from the DFS perspective. What are your thoughts here on the Kings and the Pacers? Yeah, currently right now, uh, you know, projection-wise, Jalen Smith is getting the most love from this game at 4,500. Um, very volatile, uh, very inconsistent, um, but he's, you know, very talented and, and can get there. But I can't roster a Jalen Smith that is only going to shoot single-digit shots, like four shots last game, six shots the other, six shots. And, you know, he's just not an efficient scorer. Um, so, you know, where where are we going to get that game? It's very volatile. I just don't see that happening. Um, he's projected right now about 13%. But the guys that you spoke of that, you know, are very interesting, Hallie Burton, sub 10% currently at the moment. Um, I think he's in a smash spot. Don't mind it whatsoever. Thinks the bonus is in a smash spot. Uh, he's not getting any ownership whatsoever. Looking at like 3 4% maybe right now. Um, wow. And then guys like, yeah, and then guys like De'Aaron Fox as well. Same range. Uh, Miles Turner, I, I can't get there. 7,600 at center. I'd, I'd rather go other areas because his projection doesn't just stand out. But um, I think a guy like Buddy Heald as well. This is a, a revenge narrative for him as well. And he's going to take double-digit shots. He's 6,200. If he gets hot from three, um, he can definitely exceed expectations. So believe it or not, you know this game has a 240 total, but yet a lot of people don't want to go here for some reason. So the only guys that are over double digit are guys like Malik Monk. Um, we talked about uh, Jalen Smith and then also Benedict Mathurin. He's getting over 10 percent double uh, double digit ownership. So it's very strange. Uh, it's, it's a very unique situation. And if this kind of stays like that, I think you could really, you know, take advantage of the field and, and you know, be over the field on, on Holly Burton, be over the field on Sabonis and even De'Aaron Fox as well. You know, De'Aaron Fox. I love the call that uh, Tyler mentioned about the turnovers for Halliburton. Emotional game. Darren Fox averages, what, 1.4, 1.5 steals per game? Mm-hmm. Definitely def- yeah. definitely a situation where he can you can easily, you know, uh, smash that prop. So uh, love that call as well. And, yeah, uh, for some reason, just the eyes are just not focusing on this game as much as they are others. I think that's because it has one of the cleanest injury reports, right? We have Duarte, who's been out for a while, and then Trey Lyles, who means absolutely nothing to DFS. Steven's got another good question. If you were to stack this game, what's the early game you would pair it with, Chris? Oh, um, if I'm stacking this game and I'm looking at an earlier game, maybe some pieces from Minnesota-Memphis. That's what I was um, ma- Yeah, ma- and then, you know, if you're looking for another game, uh, believe it or not, I, I mean, maybe consider the guards from uh, Atlanta and you know fit them into the mix somehow but outside of that i mean yeah that memphis minnesota game and then if you want to pair you know and, and hit up indiana sacramento um don't mind that as well but i also don't mind some of these clippers guys either so it, it's it's interesting i feel like there's some games tonight where you can just easily put an x on um and then just kind of like really have different roster construction amongst the other games that are that are super optimal compared to the others all right. Yeah. Jason Dial also wants to stack this game. So, hey, that'll be fun to, to stack a game with the 242 and have low ownership. That doesn't happen too often. So uh, take advantage of it while you can. Give us that thumbs up. Run puresports.com. Final game of the night. Portland Trailblazers are plus six in Los Angeles, taking on the Lakers. Total 224.5. Now, Tyler, normally we would say, who are the Lakers to be laying six to anyone? Uh, but that was a tough loss. And although I didn't see the end, it was a pretty high paced game of the first three quarters. Uh, that I did see, and I also think that's a tough uh, situation to come back from. The Lakers, of course, did not play last night. Uh, Portland's going to have to get on the plane. Well, they did last night, but right, some light travel there for the team. Maybe a fatigue spot here. Um, still don't want to lay six with the Lakers. Maybe a performance double. I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, if I'm coming at this game, I'm coming at it from performance double, just like you said, because I do think the Lakers win. I think AD smashes this team. I mean, who's going to guard him? Jeremiah Grant, Yusef Nurkic. Like, there really is nobody that could stop AD here. So, like, instead of laying the six, you could do AD double-double and win. It's minus 110. Betty Grace is all the points and basically gives you the same odds. You could do 25-plus points and win at plus 150. I like that one. And another prop I like, too, because I think LeBron's finally starting to lose that step a little bit. His points, rebounds, and assists is still up at 40 and a half. I like the under there. I think this is an AD spot where AD absolutely smashes. And I think you're slowly going to start to see him give AD the full run and make this his team. So i just going to start betting LeBron unders now because I think it slowly starts to tick down. And that number starts to get down into the lower 30. So 40 and a half, give me the under on his PRA. All right. Hey, as you are, Steven makes a good point, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm not even feeling 100%. Definitely fighting through it. And all we're asking is you hit the thumbs up. Give us more than 75 likes. Don't be hurtful. We're giving out the best sports gambling and DFS advice. Uh, Chris, Lakers, Blazers, what are your thoughts? Yeah, smash the like. Come on. If you don't want to do it for me, do it for spread so you can feel better. Yeah. This doc, Doctors told them 75 likes is, is the only remedy that's going to help them uh, <laughs> and feel good. So smash, smash the like for our boy spread. Uh, I, I don't think I want to bet this game. Honestly, I, I think Portland's dead to me from a betting perspective. This is twice now. Like they've crushed my big time parlays. Um, and then also, too, I'm thinking about, man, how do you, how do you blow that 20 point lead? You're in control. You're at home. Um, and then, you know, now you got to travel, go to L.A. You know, morale's got to be somewhat disgruntled to an extent. I don't mind maybe the Lakers here winning outright, um, to be honest with you, especially with LeBron and A.D. on the floor. Uh, A.D. Uh, obviously can definitely smash here. But I think a guy who can smash here from a DFS perspective is Nurkic. Um, you know, he's only 6,900. This is kind of a really good spot for him. They struggle against bigs. Um, you know, for me, he, he he's looking very good from an optimal standpoint tonight. His projection and point per dollar looks good. Uh, ownership, you know, sub-teens. So, you know, I don't mind it too much. And also, it's obviously one of those games for a late-night hammer. You know, I love running guys late at night. So, Indiana-Sacramento in this game, we'll definitely – I'll have some pieces for it and may try to make a late run at, at some form of prize pool. But um, other guys, I know Simons was a great play last night. Tonight, uh, it's a little bit difficult. He's 8,200. I don't know if I like him as much as I did maybe last night. Um, and then outside of that – it just looks like there's really nothing going else anywhere else besides Winslow. He's actually getting over 20%. Um, but I just don't know if Winslow is like that optimal guy that that you need tonight on a on a 13-game slate. So it'll probably be like a, a borderline fade, maybe some just low shares of Winslow. All right. Well, we did it. We made it through a full 13-game slate, but we're still in time uh, for the picking winners, which is coming up in eight minutes on the Run Pure Sports YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you're subscribed, but we're not done yet. It's time for the best bets. Tyler, let's start with you. What's your best bet for today? I'm, I'm just going to I'm targeting this Milwaukee game all the way around. I like the over 228. I like okay. Milwaukee minus the six. I like okay. the performance double of Giannis, double, double, and win at minus 106. I like the other one, 35-plus points, and Milwaukee wins at plus 235. I think it's a big Giannis day. All right. Well, hey, you can never, never hard to get me to bet on the Bucks, right? It's like getting you to bet on the Suns, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm and gonna just just to Suns. touch on it too, like you you look at his recent stat lines against the Knicks: 30, uh -huh. 14, and nine; 38, 13, and five; 20, 10, and 11; 15, 15, and eight; 25, 7, 4, and two; 
Like the dude beats up on the Knicks almost every time he plays. And, and even though the Knicks haven't been that good, everyone still gets up to play in the Garden, right? Exactly. I mean, even though the, the Knicks haven't been the best, it still feels like it's the the grandest stage in the National Basketball Association. So Tyler, you're taking my team. I'm taking your team. Uh, you, you're taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Suns, right? Uh, so we're trading tonight, but uh, uh, we love Phoenix and we love to face Chicago against a good team. Fairly easy handicap. Chris, what do you have for your best bet today? Yeah, I think it's the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I, I love the Hawks here. I, I love the guard play from these two. Everything runs through them. Orlando struggles against guards. I could just see them going off here in Orlando. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to roll with the Hawks there, and uh, that's going to be my best bet. All right, Chris likes the Hawks. Tyler's gone after the Bucks game all types of ways, and, of course, I'm taking the Phoenix Suns. So there you have it. Because I'm a little under the weather and it's only a one-game slate tomorrow, we're going to take tomorrow off. Um, for the NBA rundown, but we'll be back on Friday, uh, not only with an NBA rundown featuring AP, but with talking touchdowns with Kurt, which is always a great time. Um, so, hey, you might forget, though, so make sure you're subscribed where you'll be notified when we go live. That is it for us. Chris, any words of wisdom on this 13-game slate before we get out of here? No, just uh, keep up to date, you know, throughout the day. There's still some moving pieces. Uh, you know, current ownership projections are, are very interesting, but uh, you know, just one of those nights where, you know, it, there's a lot of variance tonight. So good luck to everyone and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, some run pure guys at the top tonight. Yeah, I have a feeling that the team's going to do well. And of course, uh, for the core plays, head on over to runpuresports.com. You also have access to the Up to Lock show featuring JSU, where we do the late pivots for all the injury news that, that we had no idea what was going to happen when we were doing uh, this show right now. So that's it for us. Tyler's going to be back in five minutes with Holden and Travis. Uh, they're going to be picking some NFL winners. Make sure you tune into that and run pure. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.